Well, hey there, pals. I am excited to bring you these three quick tips about how to have great SEO while still doing great market research, or rather three SEO factors to consider when you're doing your market research, because market research is highly valuable. It's something you should absolutely be doing in your business on a fairly regular basis. But then how do you take these phrases that are coming out of people's mouths and blend them with the keyword research that you are doing? So today I'm going to break these things down, these three SEO factors that you need to consider to pair with your market research. And I am excited to give you these tips. So make sure you bust out something to take notes on and get ready to have these tips to not only improve your market research a little bit, but take them and improve your website copy, your website SEO, and ultimately speak to and reach your people. Hey there, fellow entrepreneur. Welcome to Simple SEO and Marketing with me, Faith Hannon. Do you want to grow your business with organic marketing and finally feel like you can understand SEO? Are you scouring the internet for how to get more website traffic, SEO for dummies, and how to market on Pinterest? Have you tried to grow your business with SEO and blogging only to get frustrated and quit because it's overwhelming and too time consuming? Been there. (laughs) Hey, I'm Faith Hannon, Jesus lover, copywriter, blogger, wife, wrangler of tiny humans, and barrel racer. And let me tell you, I didn't have time to waste sorting through SEO and keyword strategies that either didn't work or were so over my head I couldn't understand them. I honestly thought that SEO and blogging only worked for people with a PhD in tech jargon and a whole team of employees. Until I learned these secrets. Good SEO strategies don't have to be complicated and creating and marketing great content doesn't have to take more than a couple hours a week total. So pop in those earbuds, slam some coffee, and let's grow your business with simple organic marketing and a healthy dose of biblical encouragement along the way. Oh, market research. How I love thee. <laughs> but also how annoying thee can be. <laughs> I, so I am one of those people, I really enjoy market research because I get to talk to people. (laughs) I'm kind of a people person, but I'm also a stay-at-home mom and I work from home, so I don't get a lot of human interaction. So sometimes when I get to be around people, I feel like, you know, the crazy lady that just got let out of her cage and I'm like, ah, people. (laughs) Not really, but almost. (laughs) And so for me, market research is actually really fun. Um, but just in the last year and a half, two years, I've seen some really seasoned and really successful business owners even make mistake, make the mistake of taking their market research and using those words for their SEO strategy. And really they are two different strategies that need to be blended together really artfully and strategically. Um, I actually have more on that in episode number 48, I think it is, where I talk about why you need to distinguish between your market research and your SEO keywords. So (laughs) flashback, flashback though, we're going to take a flashback to little baby, high schooler faith. Yes, high schooler faith. So this was my very, very first quote, market research gig. 
and I was in this marketing class and club and I somehow ended up doing this like it was a competition. So of course I was all about it. And I did like an individual event and then I did a team event because two entries, two chances to win, sign me up. Right. (laughs) And I, and for my team event, my partner and I, I still don't know how we ended up paired up together. God bless us. Um, he was a guy that I was like, Hey, you're taking school seriously. So I probably was like, Hey, you, you're paying attention to class. We're going to be partners. I don't, I still don't remember how it happened, but we paired up to do some project, um, for this market, for this marketing competition. And for some reason we ended up choosing to do research and do our whole project based around market research and focus groups, um, were a big part of it for a local kite and ski shop. So if you don't know, I grew up in Colorado, so there's actually skiing there. I live in Oklahoma now no skiing in Oklahoma, but we, we did, we did market research for this kite and ski shop and (laughs) y'all God bless us. God bless us. And God bless this local business because I can just imagine what they must've been thinking with these two high school kids coming and saying, Hey, can we do market research with your business? But whatever. Anyway, so my partner, his name was Sean and I, We did all like we wrote out these surveys and we had these big plans for focus groups and we were going to survey the people and find out whatever it is we were going to find out. And we were just, you know, we had a plan and we were going to be there on a really busy weekend and we were going to interview a hundred people. And then there we are, two high school kids in this local business in a downtown area like super nice little shop that sold kites and ski equipment. And we're asking random people if they would take a survey for us. And God bless people, y'all. They So many people took that survey. And in hindsight, I'm like, why did they take that survey? I don't know if I would have taken that survey, but whatever. <laughs> anyway, that was my very first, you know, step into the world of market research. And I learned a lot. And I learned a lot, even I learned even more looking back on that, like, oh, bless my little heart. Like I could do so much better now knowing what I know, but like, obviously I was in high school. I wasn't running a business with it. I was just learning, but we all do the best we can with what we know. So even if you feel like you have been the little high school girl asking random strangers to fill out a survey, (laughs) know that been there too. It's okay. We all know more and we do better, but (laughs) know that I am, I'm not trying to knock market research in this podcast. I feel like market research is hugely valuable. I would love to do some future episodes on market research. I think it's so, so, so important. There is no replacement for talking to the people and hearing the words that are coming out of their mouths. There's no replacement for that. But, 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 but this is a giant, but y'all not like, not like I like big butts and I cannot not lie. Not like that kind of giant, butt. but this is a big, but your market research cannot be the only factor influencing your SEO strategy because the words that are coming out of people's mouths are not always the same words that they type with their fingers 
write that down, remember it, tattoo it on the back of your hand if you have to. I know it doesn't seem monumental, but it is because we get in this mindset after our market research and we're like, oh, this is what the people want. And yes, it is what the people want, but that is not always how they search for the answers on the internet, okay? So your market research cannot be the only factor influencing your SEO strategy. Yes, do the market research, but then, then pair it with great keyword research and a great SEO strategy and great copy. And then, magnifique, chef's kiss, you are killing it, okay? So three factors, three SEO factors that you have to consider when you are doing your market research or using your market research that you've already done, okay? Number one, numero uno. I want you to find out where are these people searching for solutions? Because spoiler alert, each platform, each platform has its own keywords, has its own algorithm, if you will, its own ranking factors, which I know you're just rolling your eyes right now. Like, yay, one more thing I have to learn, Faith, got it. But if your people are spending their time searching for answers on Instagram or TikTok, y'all, I'm not gonna have you bust your butt figuring out everything on Facebook, right? Like, or putting all of your effort into your website. If people literally, if your people, your people literally only ever go to Instagram or TikTok. And I know that that's like sacrilegious. I still think you need a website. (laughs) That's sacrilegious for me to say, but You've got to figure out where people are searching for solutions, specifically where are people searching for the solutions that you offer, because that will dictate where you put your keyword research efforts. That's going to dictate where you put your SEO efforts. And like if people are using YouTube to heavily search the solutions, then you need to do some SEO specific research for YouTube. Okay because each platform has its own keywords. Keywords that work on Pinterest do not work on Google and vice versa. They have their own algorithms. People use the platforms differently. And so you have to have a strategy that is specific for that platform. And before you just go crying in a corner, like I want to sometimes when I learn things like this, you don't have to have a strategy for every platform starting out, right? Like y'all, I have not posted on Instagram in over six months don't care about it right now. Just don't care. I don't have the bandwidth for it, right? So I'm not developing an Instagram strategy at the moment. Do I have a website strategy? You betcha. Do I have a podcast strategy? You bet your boots. But your strategy and your SEO strategy has to be specific for that platform surrounding or using the information about how people search on that specific platform, okay? Now, factor number two, and this is a fun one, okay? Factor number two, do they, does your person understand the broader terms that you will probably use for keywords? What do I mean by this? Well, if you are in an industry, an online, in in online business, and you're in an industry that just like, there's more than one of you, right? Like you're probably trying to differentiate yourself from your competitors to some degree, whether that is through 
you know, your elevator pitch, your branding, or how you describe yourself or the specific niche of people that you are trying to serve. A lot of times when we are talking about our businesses, we get so specific that we then think that's how people are searching for us. And that's really often not the case. So I was on a call the other day um, doing a collaboration and I pulled somebody, pulled somebody from the audience and I was like, Hey, tell me what you do. And she was, um, I'm changing this, changing this to save, you know, save anonymity for people. But she was like a risk management coach. Um, and she tells me this thing. She gives me this great elevator pitch that was beautifully crafted. And I looked at her paused and I looked her in the eye on zoom. And I said, okay, now I need you to tell me what you just said in normal people words. And she just kind of paused and I was like, yeah, I, I love what you said, but nobody's searching like that. So when it came right down to it, what we had to hash out, I was like, that's a great, that's a great pitch. That's a great spiel. That's going to speak really well to your ideal client, but she's not searching for that. She is searching for a career development coach, right? She, this, this woman is fantastic at helping people take risks but what people are searching for is different than what they are saying. And so the same thing with little baby business owner Faith, I was like, I'm going to be a starter strategist and help people get started, which is great, grand and glorious until it's like, that's not even a thing. It's not even a thing. Like I just made up a thing and then I'm going to try to market the thing that I made up. Probably not. If I really wanted to go down that road, then I would have been like a business starter coach, right? Like people are looking how to start a business, how to start a business would have been one of my main keywords, right? So you just have to think about, especially if you are used to branding yourself, branding yourself super niche, you have to think broader terms like, okay, I'm a business coach, right? When it comes right down to it, that's I'm a SEO consultant and a business coach, right? Like people might be searching for me by business coach or more specifically a Christian business coach, right? But people aren't searching for a keyword coach when really that's where a lot of the magic happens, <laughs> but, but they're not searching for a keyword coach. Does that make sense? Like think a little bit broader than sometimes you have a tendency to when it comes to your keywords. Okay. And make sure that they're keywords that the people understand, right? They understand these words, they just may not be the words that they are using to describe their situation. They may be different than the words that are coming out of their mouth during market research. Hey friend, I know you're trying to grow this business, but does it feel like it's not really going anywhere? Did you know that we can actually fix the back end of your business so that you have some great SEO? Did you know that we can repurpose your podcast or repurpose your blog and help you grow faster? Did you know that was even an option? If you're thinking, oh my goodness, Faith, that would be amazing. Then head on over to faithhannon.com slash coaching or click the link in the show notes. In just one hour of your time, we'll get you a marketing plan in a box with the exact keywords that you need to be going for, how and where to implement them, and at least three months of SEO-focused content planned out for you, let's get your coaching call on the books right now and get your marketing strategy headed in the right direction. Spots are limited, so don't wait. I'm 
and I cannot wait to help you finally get the breakthrough you've been waiting for and jumpstart your business dream back to life. All right, and number three, which is so fun for me, is how can you use what they are saying in your market research in conjunction with what they are searching? Because what they are saying is going to just tug at somebody's heartstrings. It's going to hit your client right in the feels. It's going to help them to say, oh my goodness, she knows me. He understands me. He gets my problem. They are the one to help me. Those, the, the, your great copy and your great market research, market research implemented into your copy is going to just speak to your person and draw your person in and be so much of what seals the deal. But if you're only using words that are coming out of their mouth that have nothing in common with what they're searching with their fingers, then they're never gonna find you organically. And you're gonna have to put all of your time and effort into you know, content creation and promoting content with ads and social media and other things like that. And so the key is to blend your market research finding with what's coming out of their mouths, what their real issues are that you can help them with in conjunction with the keyword research that you have done. Now, if you don't know, even know where to start with keyword research, then book a call with me. We're booked out for July, booking into August, but it's in that call, we will sit down and we will hash out your keywords, the keywords that are going to work for your business and the SEO strategy that's going to move the needle forward for your website traffic. But this, this whole like blending what they're saying in conjunction with their searching, like this is where the beauty of blending great copy with great SEO is so much fun for me because it isn't, it's an art and a science. All right. And I actually next episode, I'm going to go into four tips to blend those great SEO and keyword factors into great website copy, but just two quick tips to get you started today. Cause I don't want to just leave you hanging two quick tips for this whole blending art is number one, in general, visually prominent places need the market research hit you in the gut phrases. Okay. And then number two is the SEO valuable places need your keywords. So I am so excited for y'all to take these three factors, use them in conjunction with your market research, which is so valuable and pair that great SEO strategy and your great market research findings to really help your person find you and grow your website traffic. But then once they get to your website, craft copy that really speaks to their heart, draws them in and lets them know that you are the one to help them solve their problem. So make sure that you're subscribed so that you don't miss the next episode to drop where I'm going to break down the five factors to blending great SEO strategy with your great copy strategy, great website copy strategy. And if you haven't left a review for this podcast yet, please do a written review, preferably with five stars attached, does so much for helping this podcast get into the earbuds of other people wanting to 
grow their businesses, market smarter, not harder, and get more website traffic using simple SEO strategies. So I hope that you'll have a great rest of your day and I'm excited to chat with you next time. Thank you so much for listening in today. Hopefully this episode gave you some really tangible tips for better SEO and marketing to get more leads and more sales from your website. If it did, can I ask you a quick favor? Would you please share this episode with a friend and then just take 10 seconds and go leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. That is the very best way to help more Jesus-loving entrepreneurs scale their businesses so that they can help more people with their gifts and make an even bigger impact for the kingdom of God. And guess what? We now have a Facebook community where we can learn, hang out, and laugh. Go join the Facebook group now. It's linked in the show notes and all the other things, courses, coaching, and copywriting can be found at my website, faithhannon.com. Until next time, God bless, and I'll talk to you soon.